Chapter 18 I flat out was not going to school the next day. I just didn't care. I went home and fell into my bed with my clothes on and was out cold. Way too early in the morning, I heard voices downstairs. Somber, muted voices. No laughter. I didn't care. I went back to sleep. Then, Jordan came up and kicked my bed till I rolled over, face plastered with hair, eyes glued shut. It better be good or you're going to wish you'd never been born, I said. It's Sadler, Jordan said. It took me several seconds to make sense of that. Huh? He's not doing very well, I guess. They think he's going to die. Sadler. My cousin. Jake's cousin. Right. Yeah, now I remembered. He'd been hurt. He'd been moved to the children's hospital near us. Oh, that's too bad, I managed to mumble. That's all you can say? That's too bad? Obviously, I wasn't going back to sleep. I sat up. I tried to wake my brain up enough to think of the right things to say, but my head might as well have been stuffed with cotton balls. He's probably going to die, Jordan said again. I began to realize what Jordan wanted. She felt bad. She felt scared. She wanted me to reassure her. I made a come here motion with my hand and fought down a yawn. Sit here, I said, patting the sheet beside me. Look, it's a bad thing. It's about as bad a thing there is. I mean, he's just a kid. His parents are going to be so messed up after this. I know how you feel. It's just so bogus, Jordan said. I mean, he was just riding his bike and then, like, all of a sudden, his whole life is maybe over. I nodded. Yeah, life isn't fair. Jordan rolled her eyes at me. She knows a dumb cliche when she hears one. Sorry, I said. Look, bad stuff happens. Doesn't mean it's going to happen to you. Doesn't mean it's going to happen to me, or Sarah, or mom, or dad. Yeah, but that's what's so weird and all. I mean, I feel like scum because I felt kind of glad it wasn't me, you know? It was like, phew, close one. But that's not right. I should just be sad. And I am. Only, it's not just sadness. It's also like, glad it wasn't me. And then I was all like, I would never ride my bike like that. You know, the guy who ran into him is saying Sadler just shot out into the street without looking. So I'm thinking Sadler got run over because he was stupid and careless. But that's not right either. It's not right, but I think it's probably normal, I said. I mean, you don't want to think it could happen to you. So you have to come up with excuses. Ways it could never happen to you. You end up blaming the person who got hurt. Because then you don't have to think about what if it was you it happened to. You even start getting mad at the person it happened to. Like, how dare he drag me into all this pit of darkness? How dare he get hurt and make me feel bad? Jordan nodded. That's just so wrong, though. I shrugged. Yeah, probably. But it's also how people are. You don't want to go around thinking, it could be me next. It could be my sister or mother or father. You're going to do anything you can to not feel that way. You have to put up a wall between you and the fear. You have to cut yourself off from it, 
tell yourself you're safe. Bad stuff only happens to people who are careless, or stupid, or evil. Jordan seemed to feel better. She even smiled. Mom says we can stay home from school today. You know, in case... I made a face. Talk about a bad reason to skip school. Yeah, well, maybe he'll be okay. Yeah, it's like on ER. The doctors are always worrying, but then the patient survives. And if they're a cute girl, they gotta go on a date with Noah Wiley. Exactly. So don't write Oat Sadler off yet, okay? She left, and I staggered, still half-blind from the sleep gunk in my eyes, to the bathroom. I splashed my face with cold water. Ooh, I never realized you were so wise and all. I jumped straight up. I spun around. Search, search, search. Nothing! Nothing in the shower. Nothing on the floor. Nothing on the ceiling. I stood there, very, very awake. What do you want, David? I just wanted to hear your deep wisdom, Rachel. He said. What's the matter? Does it make you nervous having me around? I kept searching the room. Inside the medicine cabinet. Nothing. Then, slowly, with a creeping, crawling sensation of disgust, I realized he could be anywhere. He could be on me. Should I go get some flea powder? I asked the empty bathroom. I tried to sound tough and indifferent, like I wasn't scared. You have to put up a wall between you and the fear, Rachel. He mocked. You have to cut yourself off from it. Tell yourself you're safe, Rachel. You have to tell yourself the bad stuff only happens to people who are careless or stupid or evil, Rachel. What do you think you're accomplishing, David? I asked. I'm sending you a message, Rachel, he said with silky intensity. See, I know where you live, Rachel. That's my message. You want to threaten me? I know where you live. I had to fight down the panic that was competing with rage in my head. I couldn't let him know he'd gotten to me. My family isn't a part of this. So you say. Your parents are controllers now. That makes them different. Are you 100% sure your mother and your sisters aren't controllers? I swallowed hard. I had to remain calm. That was the point. I had to remain calm. If I blew up, he'd know he had power over me. You would go after little girls, you gutless piece of crap. You said you wouldn't hurt humans who weren't in Morph. I always knew that was bull. A coward like you has no honor. It was a pathetic, obvious ploy. Would he fall for it? It depended. How did David see himself? You want rules, Rachel? I'll give you rules. Give me the blue box, and I'm gone. I'll go to some other city. I'll take what I need. I have the power, but I want that box. What for, you idiot? You want to make more Animorphs? Why? So they can do to you what you're trying to do to us? I guess that made him think. I thought it might. Stay away from my family, Rachel. I'll stay away from yours. Just you and me. That's the deal. You and me. I'll take that challenge, I said. Cool. Now, hey, go ahead and enjoy your shower.
he was silent after that. He said nothing more. Maybe he was really gone. But for the first time, I decided to skip my shower. Chapter 19 I didn't feel even slightly safe till two hours had passed. That's how long David could stay in Morph. After that, if he'd been a flea or a cockroach or whatever, he'd be stuck. Two hours later to the minute, I arrived at Jake's house. There were extra cars in the driveway. I guess Sadler's family had come over. Jake answered the door. I saw half a dozen people behind him in the family room. They all looked like they were getting ready to go. Hi, Rachel, Jake said. Did you come over to... I grabbed him by his shirt and yanked him outside onto the porch. I've never done anything like that to Jake. I shocked myself. I know I shocked him. David was in my house, I hissed in his ear. He was in my bathroom. Jake looked puzzled. Then his eyes widened. In Morph? Of course in Morph! You think he'd come over and ask my mommy if I could come out to play? I was yelling. Calm down, Rachel. The whole family is here. We're all about to head to the hospital to see Sadler. Tom is here, he added with a significant look. Tom is a controller. I lowered my voice to an intense whisper. He was in Morph. He may have been a flea. He may have been on me. On me! Jake nodded warily. Yeah, I guess we have to expect that kind of thing. He's made me his number one target, I snapped. Did you expect that? What do you mean? I mean it's personal between me and him. And I think you know why it's personal. Jake shook his head. Look, we all stand together, Rachel. You know that. Do I? Nice job standing up for me before, Jake. When? You know when, I said. When David told everyone what had gone down between me and him, and all I hear is the big, empty silence from Cassie and Tobias and all. It was a combat situation, Rachel. What did you expect me to do? Stop and explain to everyone that David was lying? I glared at Jake, and just then his dad came out on the porch. We need to get going, Jake. Hi, Rachel. Why don't you come with us? I don't know why, but I said, Okay, yes. Jake's dad closed the door again. You think David was lying? I asked him. Jake looked away. It doesn't matter what I think, Rachel. I laughed. You know something, Jake? You are becoming a real leader. You even have the whole hypocrisy thing down. I started to walk away. Tell your dad I changed my mind. Rachel! Jake trotted over to catch up to me. What's bothering you? What's bothering me? Aside from the fact I've never been so tired in my life? Aside from the fact that David is out to get me? What's bothering me? Yeah, aside from those things. I mean, I know you, Rachel. Yeah, you sure do, I snapped. Look, I don't have time for 20 questions. When you were going after David, and you sent Axe for help, why didn't you tell him to get me and not Cassie or Marco? Jake looked surprised. He shrugged. I don't know. I guess I thought you were closest. Wrong. Try again. Jake flushed angrily, but then I saw the beginning of a rueful smile. I thought David had killed Tobias. I thought he might kill me. I wanted... Firepower. I see. You wanted me for my morphs. 
It was a good answer. It could have almost been true. Okay, so we come down to the second question. What did you think I would say to David yesterday? In the cafeteria? Why did you let me go after him? Jake's rueful smile became sadder. For a long time, he didn't speak. I guess... Jake, come on! Rachel, if you're coming, let's go! Jake's mom yelled. At the same time, the garage door opened and the family's new minivan came backing out. I piled in with Jake, and there was nothing more said. Maybe it was true about the morphs. Maybe I had jumped to a conclusion. After all, it was true I had the grizzly bear morph and the elephant morph, both of which were as strong or stronger than David's lion. And it was true that neither Marco nor Cassie had anything to match the lion's raw power. Maybe that was all there was to it. Maybe my cousin didn't see me as some crazed femme Nikita killer. But I'd have to wait and hear his answer to my second question. Jake had said, It was a combat situation, Rachel. What did you expect me to do? Stop and explain to everyone that David was lying? But I knew one thing for sure. Jake was lying. He knew what David had accused me of was true. Not for the first time, I looked at Jake and wondered what he had become. He was sitting there, looking like any other kid stuck in any other boring minivan. If you saw him walk down the street, you might think, Oh, there's a nice-looking guy. But you wouldn't see half of what there was to Jake. But then, I guess that's true of everyone. You can never be sure whether the pretty blonde lugging a pair of bulging express bags through the mall is just another sweet, ditzy, harmless mall rat. Or me. Chapter 20 You think hospitals are depressing? Try a children's hospital. You go to a regular hospital and see sick people, and you think, Oh, that's something that happens to old people. You know, like lung cancer, or Alzheimer's, or whatever. But in a kid's hospital, you see way too many people who look like they could be sitting next to you on the school bus. It makes you nervous. Sadler was in PQ, Pediatrics Intensive Care Unit. It was like the hospital room from hell. Four beds in each room, if you can call it a bed, when there are monitors poised over your head, showing your heartbeat and brainwaves and a bunch of other stuff in wavy, ghostly green lines. Three of the beds were full. Sadler was in the one furthest from the door. I took one look at him and thought, Okay, I believe in mercy killing. No one should have to be so... Helpless. But I guess that was dumb, because later I heard from one of the doctors that more than 95% of even the most messed up kids who go into the PQ come out alive. No one was being that optimistic about Sadler, though. He was going to be one of the 5%. At least that had been the last thing we heard from the doctors. Now, well, let me just say that different people react in different ways to miracles. We almost couldn't get to Sadler's bed, for all the doctors and nurses crowding around. Some looked like they'd just had Leonardo DiCaprio tell them they were pretty. They looked transfigured. Others looked mad. Some looked scared. Sadler's mother rushed to the head doctor. Dr. Kaler, what's happening? What's happening to my baby? Dr. Kaler was one of the mad ones. What's happening? Good question. Very good question. I have to tell you, we had a crisis here about an hour ago. Your son's heart stopped. We were rushing him to surgery, but in all honesty, he was not going to make it. But, she began, 
The doctor ignored her. I would have bet my entire career that Sadler would be gone within the hour. Then, as they were taking him up to the OR, something happened with the elevator. It jammed or... or something. The nurse and doctor with him seemed to have been knocked out. When they came to, the elevator was working again. They rushed your son to surgery where he... where he... opened his eyes. What? He opened his eyes, and he said, hi. Sadler's mother lost it. She shoved wildly through the gaggle of nurses and doctors. And there she stopped, staring in disbelief at her son. Sadler was sitting up in his bed. He looked as healthy as if he had just stepped in from playing soccer. How? Sadler's father asked. The doctor just shook his head. You tell me. There is apparently nothing wrong with your son. And I mean nothing. No broken bones. All healed. No internal injuries. No bruises for crying out loud. He was mad. I could understand that. He was a scientist, basically. Scientists like to understand things. It's a miracle, Jake's mom whispered. I don't even believe in miracles, Jake's dad said. But this is a miracle. I mean, I saw him yesterday, and he looked like raw hamburger. Sadler's parents were all over their son, hugging, kissing, jabbering on and on. It was a cool scene. Even I was feeling overwhelmed. Then, I caught sight of Jake. He was the only wallflower at that big party of celebration. He turned away, rage barely concealed on his face. What? I whispered to him. What's the matter? He said one word, and I knew what I'd been too blind to see. This was no miracle. Jake said, David. Hello, Phantomorphs, and thank you for listening to another episode of Audiomorphs, the Animorphs auditory experience. As always, this is your host, Daniel. I don't really have anything to say here. Um, thanks for listening. We're getting, we're getting up there. We're almost to the end. Uh, we got quite a few, actually, I think like nine chapters still, three episodes about. Um, it's a bit thicker than the usual ones because of the exciting conclusion of a trilogy. And what an exciting conclusion it is. You're going to have to stay tuned. Uh, but it's really good. Uh, other than that, yeah, I, I do not have any sort of things other than, you know, the standard stuff. So if you'd like to reach me, you can do that a number of ways. You can do that through Gmail, audiomorphscast at gmail.com. You can do it on Tumblr, audiomorphscast.tumblr.com. You can do it uh, through my website, theapodcalypse.com. That's the apocalypse, like apocalypse, but with the D in the middle. Um, you can also uh, get to me on Twitter, at audiomorphs, and that's the... A uh, place you should look if this episode's ever late. Um, that's where I, I will be telling you what's going on. Uh, if you use Apple Podcasts and like to leave me a rating and or review, um, I wouldn't mind that. I'd like that quite a bit, actually, I think. Um, if you would like to check out my aforementioned website, that's where I put all my uh, creative endeavors. I don't plug it every episode, so I guess I'll plug it here. Um Currently, that's that's basically just uh, my rewatch podcast with my friend Art. We're uh, actually no longer rewatching; we're watching Riverdale season four for the first time, and uh, you're getting our raw, unfiltered first time ex- uh, reactions, kind of to that. So I guess second time because we watch it first before we record, and then we watch it uh, to recap it. So it is still technically a rewatch podcast, but just barely. Um, but yeah, having a lot of fun. Check that out if you'd like. Uh, other than that, just thank you for listening, and I'll see you all next week. 
My name is Daniel, and I believe one day the Andalites will come. Until then, we fight. <laughs>